Hey everybody, Griff here with another episode of the HLP. Right up at the top, I wanted to announce something. So for those of you that don't listen to the Zone of Truth, you may not know our friends Southern Tom Foolery. They are a Starfinder podcast playing against the Aeon Throne currently and Signal of Screams in a little bit. But what I want to announce today is that tomorrow, if you're a member of our Discord or their Discord, you're going to have access to an exclusive hideous tomfoolery show where Steve and I and their players, Emily and Heath, are GM'd by their GM, Adam, through Attack of the Swarm. We're releasing that tomorrow, Friday the 13th, so... Hop onto our Discord and you'll get the link to that. We might post that to social media, but really your best chances of finding it are on the Discord. Plus, we'd love to talk to you. It'd be a blast. With that out of the way, welcome to episode 83, Man Spider, Scar from Tome. liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody and welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 83 why don't we start with Haley this time Haley, what you drinking? I am drinking more boozy peach tea. Oh, more boozy peach tea. Yes. Still the same uh, heavy-handed concoction? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I just... <laughs> it's a Thursday night, Haley. Jeez. But yum. Well, speaking of yum, Emily, what you drinking? Tonight, I have a Rheingeist Slangria, which is an ale with apple, pomegranate, blueberry, and lime. Okay. Crack that bad boy open. It's delicious. Nice and refreshing. Nice. Speaking of refreshing, Steve, looks like you got something refreshing over there. Something I'm pretty excited about. So my folks were in town a couple weeks ago, brought me a whole bunch of beer from back home. This one's coming from Off Color Brewery in Chicago. Check out that bottle. That's a tooth and claw. That's pretty dope. Big old, big old T-Rex on there. It's Sue because this was brewed for the Field Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Proudly brewed and bottled for the Field Museum by Off Color Brewing. It's a dry hopped lager. I'm going to give it a shot. Is Sue the name of the... Isn't Sue the name of a fossil they found? Yeah, it's the, the T-Rex. The nearly complete T-Rex they have there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Well, speaking of nearly complete. Hey, Brooks, you're like 90% of the way there to being a real boy. What you drinking? Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the soul part, but you know. Do <laughs> you think that's all... 10%? The soul is 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pretty close. <laughs> my uh, my body, five percent. Dong, seventy percent. Your body and dog are separate. Well, yeah, yeah. The dong is separate. It has its own energy. And they it's come life in force. like they come in separate parts. So when yeah, you're building, yeah, they do. have you ever put together a model? Where you yeah, kind of just got to glue them together. Like Sue. Yeah, like Sue. This is so weird. Well. 
I am drinking the medium north whiskey. That, no, I'm um, sorry. I mispronounced that. It's the uh, high west whiskey. Why do you do this every time? It's like, it's like a play on the directions tickles your funny bone so much. And everybody else is like, oh, is he going to, oh, he's pointing on the map. He's pointing to the northeast. You can guarantee he's going to say southwest. Nope, uh, it's high west every time, okay. but uh, it's still the double rye. I haven't quite finished it. Um, really letting this one. Uh, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and try it. Oh, gonna try it? That thing is ninety percent empty. <laughs> right? You've had four of those since before we we got here. Like, <laughs> but my favorite sound is coming up. Ah, yes, boy, people. Really, really go wild for that. Yeah. Uh, Griffin said himself that he also very much so enjoys that sound. I so. do. But speaking of my very favorite sound, hey, it's me, Griff, and it's my voice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have the Patreon voted on beverage. It is the Golden Coke, I believe. It's fucking Coke and Goldschlager. Like, you guys are assholes. <laughs> I would <laughs> like six years ago, I would drink this <laughs> and be after other drinks. So Griffin, I heard prom is coming up. So <laughs> yeah, prom is coming up. So I got my, I got my golden Coke ready. I, I brought my prom date some gold clogger. He's really impressed because it's gold foil in it. Guys, we should have an HLP prom. HLP prom. Should HL we? prom. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Steve comes up in a uh, tiger striped uh, suit. <laughs> See, I would have no so much more respect. I'd have so much more respect for him if he had a tiger striped suit, but he just wears the vest. Yeah, he would just wear the vest. You know that. Look pretty good doing Brooks it. Brooks would show up in <laughs> in like a in a gray suit and everybody would tell him where'd you get that green suit? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really don't want to drink this for the whole episode, so I think I'm just going to pound what's left, because uh, I had a few sips of it earlier. So, here we go. Steve, do you have the Jeopardy oh, music cued? You're spilling! Oh, oh it's oh. running down his face. <sighs> All right. That's enough of that. That was gross. Honestly, I might be sober now, just... Looking yeah, at that. I doubt it. But after that, I have my sidearm, which is some Angel's Envy. Nice. I like that sound. I know you do. That's why I did it, just for you. So before we get into the episode, I think we got a roll off. Right? Between Haley and Brooks. Hell yeah. I'm super excited. Cool. What'd you get? 15. Oh, okay. I got a three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Haley's up next. I won. Is this the first time? Yeah, it is. Wow. That sweet victory. It does feel good. I'm sure they're going to be nice to you. Yeah, that's probably the case. But generally, you know. So last time on the pod, you guys made it back to Lepidstat. Ikmer had some conversations with both the Crooked Can and the Zarni. And he dropped off Larry with the crooked kin. You guys went shopping. You ventured into the Shutterwood. And you had this sense of unease 
going through the Shutterwood. It was, um, there were bone fetishes. The path was eerily quiet. You ventured into the woods for about a day and then you started to hear stuff. You started to see stuff. You started to see items on the ground. And finally we left off on Freya getting hit with a web and pulled into the woods. And that's where we'll enter today. But we enter on Freya and she's tangled at the base of a tree about 20 feet off the path. Briefly, she can see her companions before the woods almost closes up around her. And she begins to be spun in this web. And she's held tight and almost swaddled by the webbing. And then we fade out. And as we fade in, we see another smaller figure swaddled. A baby. We don't quite see its face, but it's wrapped up similarly to Freya right now. We continue to pan back, and we see a younger Freya limping through the dry, rocky terrain, backlit by a large full moon. She's ghostly pale, dressed in a nightgown that's extra baggy around her midsection. It's covered in blood that's since been caked with dust. Her hair is free from its braids and in a tangled mess, blowing in the wind. She delicately carries the small swaddle and looks down at it as she walks. It's not like him to lose his temper like that. Something's wrong. You're being good, though. So quiet. So still. It's going to be okay. We just need a little help. She continues slowly plodding, concentrating on putting one foot in front of the other. Not aware of any of her other surroundings, she readjusts her little bundle, making sure it's snug, even though nothing about it has changed. A proper healer can fix us right up. She says this mostly to reassure herself. Arvid said one came with the latest grain shipment to Rosenport. We just need some help, that's all. And everything can go back to normal. We're a family now. She hardly notices her own tears while limping on through the night. And then we fade back. The rest of the party sees Freya whisked into the woods, snagged by a web. Now I'd like everybody to roll for initiative. Oh boy. Mm. Nice. All right, how about Igmar? Oh, uh, thanks, Griff. It's a 20. Matumbe. 
Uh, crap city, man. I got a 10 total. Freya. 12. Eclipse. Very shockingly, I'm second. 16. Ooh. I know. Igmer, you're first to act. Make a perception check. We all know that's good. Hey, but uh, an 18. With an 18, you catch the direction that Freya goes, but she's hard to pick out in the dark woods beyond you. Functionally, the path you're on is lit by the falling sun, but within the trees, it's murky. It's dark. It's hard to pick things out. Now, you as a half-orc can still see in this darkness, but even still... You only faintly see Freya about 20 feet off of the path at the base of a tree. The other thing you can make out is black hands coming out of the foliage in the tree, pulling at the web. What do you do? He will unsheathe his sword and run up to Freya as quickly as possible with the intention of cutting the webs. Alright, an 18 on the die for the perception. Uh, And then I'm rolling up with the intention of uh, cutting the the webs with the sword. Alright, you can easily get there. Roll to attack the web. 16 on the die. That'll do it. Awesome. Awesome. So, roll some damage. Oh, uh, yeah. To be honest, I I was not expecting this. I I figured it would just kind of be straight, you cut the webs, but... Okay. Um, this is going to be a 13. 13 damage will cut the web Freya the the web that's pulling you has been slashed and Ikmer's blade slices into the tree but he's deft enough to pull it free um, and the web is no more next in the order there are two creatures in the tree they chitter down at you and Freya and Ikmer both with your dark vision you can see these things have strange fanged mouths much like a spider and eight eyes but the rest of them looks relatively humanoid one of them sprays a web at you I need both of you to make a reflex save actually I need to make sure I hit with this web. So it's going to go for Ikmer, actually. That's only a 16 against touch. Aha! Yeah, that hits. Just barely, though. Against touch is always really rough. Yeah. Unless you're a Uh, monk. So go ahead and make a reflex save. I didn't uh, don't need to see this say this one quite out loud to uh, right. you, what? I don't single need digits? to single digits 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A- Emily can see it from across the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a one. Okay. Yeah. You're, uh, you're entangled in the web. I swear to God, if I die right now. Which, uh, go ahead and give yourself the entangled condition. The other one climbs deftly through the web. Frey, you're still wrapped up. You're just not being dragged anymore. So you're going to have to get break out of this on your turn. It moves up to Freya, and it bites her. Oh, f- that oh, ain't no. good. Can you stop poisoning Emily's characters? Okay, that is a 17 against... Um, Fortitude? No, it's a 17 to hit, but you should oh. have the entangled and prone conditions right now. Because you're basically wrapped up and on the ground. What did you say it was? It's a 17. That does not hit. Does not hit? No. Well, are you counting in the minus four for being prone? I put it on my sheet. And entangled? Yeah, I, I clicked both of them on. Damn. All right. Nice. So it doesn't hit you. Oh, yeah. But that Taking one's on the ground after. next to you. The other one is still up in the tree, about 10 feet up. Next in the order is Eclipse. Hey, you have to manually do the minus four. Oh, uh, do I have to add the minus four in? I always forget no, no, if that's... No, it's, uh, she would have to take the minus four. Um, it's all manual because it's range versus melee, and the computer obviously would never know whether it's range or melee. Uh, gotcha. Does that get you then? So, y- uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Okay. So, it, its fangs sink into your shoulder, Freya. Ooh, that's an HLP on the die for no. <laughs> for 10 points of damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save as this green ichor squirts out of its fangs and into your shoulder. Freya's pretty hardy, so she gets a plus two against poison. She does. I also don't like the fact that Griffin is rolling, well, his maid die, but... That means that any time that he rolls an HLP, it's that much worse for us. <laughs> if he well, made his ones... HLP. How'd you do? I'm joining Brooks on that one train. Okay, so that's an so- automatic failure. Um, right now, you take one point of dex damage. Next in the order is Eclipse. All right, so I uh, I think I'm going to try and free Ikmer, since okay. he's a big damage dealer. Um, so I'm going to roll up, and I will try to uh, free him. That's with my axe, right, to cut the web? Yeah. Well, it's difficult because he's wrapped up. Like, Ikmer was keeping... He was using his weapon to cut the web that was pulling Freya up. Gotcha. If you're going to... You can't really use your axe to cut the web when it's, you know, all over Ikmer. You're going to you're going to have a better chance grabbing him and making a strength check to pull him out of it so that you don't just stab right into him. I can do that. Okay. okay. So so I'm not being pulled toward the You're not being tree. pulled. It looks like the web kind of this time you know how like Spider-Man can release. Mm-hmm. They he released it was the ball web. 
Alright, so this is a strength check. Okay. And it is a 16. You yank him free. Igmar, you're no longer entangled. Cool. Eclipse, that's your standard action, Wait, though, to 15, rip him free. 15. You Sorry. don't rip him free. Fucking oh. hell. 16 was the DC. Bullshit. Okay. That's my turn, because I moved and did something. Yep. Freya, you can make an escape artist or a strength check um, to to wiggle out of this, but first I need you to make a fortitude save. You have got to be kidding me. I rolled another one. Oh boy, it looks like you need some of these HLP handcrafted dice. I think it's because I'm not using the Freya dice. All right, that's two points of dexterity damage. And now go ahead and proceed with your turn. It's going to make your escape artist a little worse, but that actually happens at the end of your turn, so you can go ahead and make the escape artist attempt if you want to. Well, I was already at a minus three for escape okay, artist. so probably the strength one. Mm-hmm. All right, on to my third die of the night. Fifteen. You are actually able to break free because oh. if you are entangled by the web, but you have something sturdy to grasp outside of the web, in your case, the tree, which is right next mm. to you, you get a plus five to this check. Yay. Oh. Nice. Ikmer doesn't count. Ikmer wouldn't be like she's trying to pull you and she's not adjacent to anything she can hold on to to pull you. So doesn't get that bonus. But Ikmer can have that bonus if he uses Freya or Eclipse even to help hoist himself out of it. Mm, these two very small creatures. Freya's a medium-sized humanoid creature, and she's very sturdy. Dense? Yes. Very dense. Okay. Freya, you're out of it. That's your standard action. Would you like to move? There's a one of these guys is right ne- right up in your grill. You might want to take a five foot step. Yeah, definitely. She takes a five foot step, ne- still next to Ikmer, but back. Gotcha. But back away from the tree and away from the two creatures, and she's breathing very heavily now after uh, pulling herself free, like just being able to move again is great for her. Alright, sounds good. Matumbe, you're up. Alright. Do you um, have skills? I will have skills. Uh, <laughs> but the this kind of it kind of fucks my plan here because I wanted to do something else, but you mentioned earlier that it's really dark in here. It is dark in the so everybody but you in the party has dark vision. If you like to cast light. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to do. I like nine out of ten times play characters with dark vision because this always sucks um, and Matumbe is like my one that I don't so of course I would do that to myself uh, but Matumbe is going to uh, touch his shield which I uh, I actually traded in the old wooden one for a mithril steel shield back when I was in town and it's going to glow um, this bright purple radiance um, as he casts light on it and then he moves up uh, 30 feet so it's going to go 5 15 
20, 25, 30. He is right up next to the recently freed and moved back Freya. I just imagine when Matumbe hits the light on the shield, that purple radiance starts at like the center of the spiral on Hell, his shield and yeah. then just travels the spiral out and radiates like a ripple across the surface. Oh, I absolutely love that, dude. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So Matumbe is now moved up. He can see these creatures. So go ahead, and if you'd like to make a knowledge, it's going to be... Okay, so this is a this is an interesting circumstance. Okay. So it is a knowledge dungeoneering and a knowledge local. I can give you different information for each. Wow, okay. I'll allow you to roll both. All right, dungeoneering first, then. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Uh, dungeoneering is going to go up to a 21. With a 21, I believe you still get two questions. I would like to know the creature type. Uh, this is an aberration. Aberration. Cool. Um, and I, I like to hold you to this. You mentioned this well, several, several episodes ago. What are these creatures? These are edder caps. Don't know what that is. So they're kind of like humanoid spiders. Ooh. They look human, but like the head is that of a spider. And they, you know, as you've seen, they have these like web slinging abilities. They kind of look like a weird mashup Spider-Man, like Spider-Man in the horrible universe where <laughs> he gets more spider-like. Like man spider. Yeah, like man spider. All right. So um, then my second question, if you don't count what no, the yeah, creature's yeah, name no. is, um, special defenses. Special defenses. They don't have special defenses per se, um, so I will give you this. They have evasion. Okay. Oh, Haley brought up a picture. They're bad. Worse than I thought. Um, okay. oh, you, you brought up a fat one. These guys are alive. <laughs> so that exhausts my dungeoneering. You said the other one was local? local? Yep. Okay. Oh, that is much, much better. 38. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll give you everything a knowledge local check would give you. Mm-hmm. Um, these edder caps have levels in rogue. Lines up with evasion, so, sure. So they're roguelike. They have sneak attack. They can flank you, you know, trap finding traps, all that kind of stuff. They also have fast stealth, and they have a 30-foot climb speed. That kind of would have been an edder cap thing, but I'll give it to you because you rolled so high on this local. You probably heard of edder cap rogues, having known what an edder cap is, and then like kind of looking at the garb on these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a poison, and I'll give you this: the poison deals one d two dex damage for ten rounds. Uh, it's two saves to cure it. Okay. Um, he's just going to shout to his party very quickly. Don't let these foul beasts surround you. Freya, be careful with the poison. It may last longer than you think. Ten rounds is a long time. Yeah, it's a Uh, long poison. Especially for two saves. And that's my turn. Okay. Ikmer, you're back up. Okay. Um, Because he is still entangled, uh, he's going to make a strength check. Okay. Is he going to use, like, Freya's shoulder? He's sturdy like a mountain. Mm -hmm. I think sturdy is just, like, fantasy code for thick. I mean, Sturdy's just a dwarf thing. Like dwarf, I think. I think in Divinity Original Sin too, Sturdy might be the the trait that dwarves get, or Hardy. It's something like that. And they're thick, like Kaylee said. Oh yeah, I mean, 
I'm glad Haley said it and I just thought it. She actually does have extra stability. Like, that's part of her her race. Because she's thick. Mm-hmm. Bottom, bottom heavy. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, strength check. Uh, that's not gonna not gonna do it with uh, eight total. With a three on the die. With an eight total, yeah, that's not gonna do it, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I try to That's try your to flex standard... Out. Uh, you're not as entangled as Freya was. You're not wrapped up like a cocoon. It's really just kind of like your legs stuck to the ground. So if you wanted to like start hacking at some of these webs underneath you, you have a much better chance of not hurting yourself than like an eclipse coming at you with an axe. Ooh, well, speaking to uh, well, that would be intelligence. If you didn't use your standard action. I was thinking you didn't have a, like a knife out or something, but you could probably use your sword. I, I definitely would like to do that, so. Well, like I said, you use your standard. I was just thinking, like, to pull out a knife. You know what I mean? You already have a sword out, so you're probably fine, but okay, it's kind yeah, of like I a mean, yeah, yeah, if I can, yeah, if I can use my You can't sword. really, like, attack and do your standard just, action. So. Yeah, saw it, saw at the, or whatever minor movement action it would be to slightly loosen the the bonds at my feet webby bonds you know what fuck it I'll let you attack and you'll get a plus two to your strength if you uh, if you do enough damage no thank you I'm feeling generous this is not a rules thing you are very generous indeed 12 on the die that's gonna bring it way up to a 25 yep Total damage is 11. Yeah, so I'm going to say you, like, slice one of your legs free. Cool. But normally it would take a long time to kind of get that all cut out, so you're still entangled. Yeah, still entangled. But it'll make but it much a, easier to get out. With a plus two next turn on a strength check. So it is these Ettercaps turn. The one in the, in the tree is going to fire a web at Matumbe. Natural one bottle. So the web doesn't even hit you. It then moves down 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to get around you. So up in the diagonal. This doesn't have quite enough move to get right back behind you. Um, But I think it can. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. I think it can get up around you without the uh, AOL by doing that. Oh, like he pops down the yeah, tree over. Yeah, he like pops over. down the tree over and yep. around. Yep. And then the other one takes a five-foot step up and full attacks Matumbe. Yes. Here we go. He could, also go. he could also go 10 in the tree, too. Okay, uh, both the HLP dies are 19s, oh, which no. does not crit, but a 29 should hit. Yeah, 29 hits. 29 hits, and then a uh, 15 won't hit, I'm sure. So, let's get 16 points of damage. Ooh, that's that's a little chunk. Okay. Yeah, you got some sneak attack in there, and then I need you to make a fortitude save. 
Okay, standing next to Freya, so I get my little Inquisitor plus one. Let's see if that helps me at all. I'm guessing not. Oh, 18 on the die. Never mind, crush it. Yeah, you're good. Eclipse, you're up now. I'm going to charge at the the one that's behind Matumba. All right, I like that. Sweet. And a 28 hit. That most certainly hits. 23 points of damage. Oof, that hurts. Okay. Freya. Freya's in the middle of all of this combat, and that's Mm -hmm. not a great place for her to be. So she takes another five-foot step and kind of gets around Ikmer so she's no longer threatened by any of these creatures. And she's going to rapid shot at the one, uh, the creature right in front of Eclipse. Okay. Do you have um, precise shot? I do. uh, Point blank shot, etc. Make sure you factor in point blank. You're within range. I don't have point blank. They they come combined in... um, Oh. In the elephant in the room stuff we do, that rule set, those two feats combine. So if you have one, you have the other one. I will look that up then. It's just a plus one to hit. Oh, okay. One of them is a natural 20. All right. <laughs> How about the other one? Uh, the other so. one. Make sure you add the plus one. 22? That also hits. <gasps> Woo! Okay, so I'm gonna... roll to confirm the crit. Only a 16. Does not confirm. Ah, darn it. Did you add the plus one? Yeah, that was okay. plus one. <laughs> but still, two hits. Two hits. Seeing that rapid shot come into play. Got a ranged, ranged option, guys. Ooh. 26 points of damage from the two shots. You kill it. Woo! Yay! Whoa. Oh, does she need to make an additional... Yes, she does need to make a fortitude save. (laughs) Neither of your... uh, This this happens at the end of the turn, so it wouldn't impact your rolls to hit. I rolled an 18. Okay, that's good, but unfortunately it's two saves to cure. Ugh. So you're taking one more point of dex damage. And now it's Matumbe's turn. Matumbe has one target. I already know what the creature type is. I'm going to go ahead and Bane Aberration. Okay. So here we go. He's going to try and slam him with the big old holy book. 13 on the die. That's going up to a 23. That'll hit. Sweet. Twenty points damage. Good damage. Ikmer, you're up next. Alright. You're still entangled, but it doesn't I mean, if you want to keep the penalties, you could full attack this thing. You're right next to it. Well, that is exactly what I will do. It it, it stepped into my range by trying to move into a flank, and I believe that was its final move. We'll see about that. 
That's right. <laughs> you could keep your dice all in I your hand. I dropped my die, but... Oh, man, it was a... It's final move. All right, all right. First, first one uh, probably probably won't hit. To be honest, we're gonna go with a well, yeah. It, it's a seventeen on the die. Meet you know, seven, seventeen total. Meet beats. Fantastic. Next one is a thirteen on the die, which I know is going to hit. So. Uh, that total damage is going to be. It's only it's only eleven. With the two hits. Yes, with the two hits. How's that possible? Uh, D eight plus. Yeah, D eight plus six. Oh, you're okay. Uh, definitely only adding one, so that would be a seventeen. My apologies. Thank you for keeping me honest. Okay. Yeah, it just seemed weird that two hits from a level seven fighter would be uh, 11 points of damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you were fighting with, like, your bare fists. Yeah. All right. It's the uh, Ettercap's turn. It full withdraws up into the tree. It should avoid that AOO from each of you, and since it has a climb speed, it makes it all the way up. These trees are huge, so you just kind of see it rising into the trees, and then it becomes blocked by the branches and the foliage. Okay. Lickmire's going to breathe a sigh of relief as he goes away. And unless you decide to give chase, you are out of combat. Can we see them still? You can make perception checks. 23. 20? 18. Uh, 16. Yeah, none of you can see it. That quick stealth I was talking about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Came into play. Yeah, so I don't think that we would want to give chase to it if we can't see it. We'd be, I don't know, personally more focused on making sure Freya's good before we go and chase. So, yes, um, the the turn rolls around. Freya, you're the only one that can really do anything about this, I think, on yourself. Yes, I would like to, if this is allowed, treat myself for poison damage or for poison Okay, um, is that a... There are rules for... So you roll a heal check, and uh, if the heal check is above the save DC of the poison, that person that you're healing gets a plus four on their roll to save. How long does that take to do? Because you're poisoned and you're kind of going round by round here. Every time the poison character makes a saving throw against the poison, you make a heal check. If your heal check exceeds the DC of the poison, the character receives a plus four competency bonus on their saving throw against the poison. Perfect. Sounds like you can do it. So go ahead and make that roll. That's your standard action. Yes. So this is the heal check. 23. 23. You get a plus four. Awesome. Let's see if I can roll as well. Don't get another one. On my fortitude, I know. Oh, not much better. I rolled a four. What's your fort? 
Uh, so with the plus four, that's a 17. That saves. Oh, my goodness. Cool. By oh. one. That's your second save, so you're good. Oh, my goodness. Oof, you still have the four dex damage, so I imagine you're going to want to use that uh, wand of lesser restoration. So. Yes. And I believe Matumbe also got bit. Matumbe saved. I saved. Oh, you yeah. saved. Okay. Um, I don't know how long it takes, but we might want to use the sapling rod instead. I don't know how long that takes to plant in the ground or anything. I think it takes like an hour to grow. Oh, if that's the case, then fuck that. Yeah. Usually the sapling rod is something that you use like at the... When you're resting. Yeah, yeah that's what I figured. I just wanted to make sure we weren't going to like burn a consumable when we just have this resource, you know? With Yeah, the... well, we can only do that once per week. Once per week? Yes. Really? Yes. I thought it was per day. All right. Nope. So with the heat of combat wearing off, you continue to hear this faint screaming from kind of the woods in the other direction. It sounds like it goes down the path a ways. Uh, sounds like a woman. Sounds like someone needs our help. We were able to defeat these creatures, but there are others who aren't as strong as us. We should check it out. The gold and the magical items out in the middle of the path was certainly a trap. Perhaps it was for these foul beasts. I don't think this woman is a trap if we already saw the trap. I, I agree. Uh, we definitely need to help them. But first, uh, I'm going to cut myself out of these, uh, this sticky situation. These spiders sure know how to swaddle. Whatever you're into, I guess. So, as you proceed down the path and you're kind of going to, um, you know, down the path is somewhat the direction of these screams. But you know you're probably going to have, have to go into the woods to the other side. The forest around the path thins, and a brisk crosswind scatters, concealing drifts of pine needles across the trail. If not for the shallow grooves left behind by the wheels of traveling wagons, following the path would be nearly impossible at this point. Without the trees from either side, kind of keeping you on a path in this strange openness, you, you find it pretty difficult to make your way. And yet you still hear this screaming coming from the side. Make a perception check. 20. Me too. 27. 25. Natural 20. <laughs> it sounds kind of faint at first, amid the screams. The screams seem to be lessening in frequency, too. They're still there, but it's almost this, this strange, different world in this clearing. Maybe the sound traveled differently through the trees to you than it did 
in this clearing now. And you hear the sound of a harp playing. Its melody staggered and yet something of a beautiful tune. What's everybody's will save modifier? Depends on what what it's for. So it's either a plus seven or a plus two to mind affecting or a plus uh, a, a second plus two to mind affecting two different plus twos. A minus four for something that would disarm me or a plus two to shadow. Okay. Ikmer. Yeah. Uh, mine's a four. Matumbe. Matumbe at the plus nine. Freya. Plus ten or plus twelve if it's a spell or a spell-like ability. It's a land siren. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of us around the table were passed notes by our GM. I was passed a note. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Brooks was also passed a note. Again, could be good or bad. You continue to hear the screams and this eerie harp music. And you can see in the direction of the music, as well as the screams, rises this tower made of dark gray stone it's covered in blood ivy and lichen looks dilapidated and relatively unused but it looks like this clearing leads to it it's maybe a hundred yards off it sounds like the screams are coming from this this tower I think someone is in trouble they could be alone and scared we need to help them I agree. I mean, just crossing this clearing, I mean, why wouldn't we want to? There's somebody clearly in distress, and then on top of that, it seems relatively harmless to get there. Um, I would like to know if I could do some sort of check to know how stable this tower is and or if there's any defenses that I could potentially see. Definitely uh, wanna... That'd be a knowledge engineering, but you'd have to get closer. You're 300 feet away. Gotcha. Okay, so as we get closer, I want to see if there's any defenses or if the tower's stable. Okay. So I'll say when you're within the range of your normal sight, so 60 feet you can make good enough observations to make those checks. Is it just one engineering? You said checks. Oh, sorry, yeah. An engineering check. Okay, so 20. 20. It looks stable enough. It's crumbled in places, but doesn't seem to... It's not like it's leaning one way or another. Okay. So if it's not unstable and we do hear the screams coming from it, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, make me a perception check, though, now that you're 60 feet away. 
21. 27 again. Ikmer is pretty uh, steadfast. He's uh, he, he's pretty positive he knows what he hears. Um, I am at a 17, but I'd get a plus 4 to see through disguises in enchantment, etc. Freya, you're the only one that notices. Maybe it's your, your keen dwarven ears, your uh, years kind of bringing things to the miners and the mines and the mines have a way of playing with your senses sometimes you hear things and they seem like they're right there but they're actually far down another shaft Frey you know this and you listen the screams are coming from the trees around this place. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Not from the tower itself. What is the delay? We must investigate the tower and save this young woman. She's in distress. The voice isn't coming from the tower. They're throwing their voices. It's coming from the trees. This tower's no good. Well... What do you mean? That's uh, ridiculous. Throwing your voice. That doesn't even make sense. Clearly, like, we can hear that it's coming from this direction. We should go there. I've literally scared you multiple times by throwing my own voice. Yes, this exists and happens. Should we take a look around the trees really quick to make sure whatever woman is not in the, the trees? I know what you think you heard, and I know what I think I heard. I I can't delay in saving this woman. You can check the trees if you like. But I will go and save this poor soul. I know where the screams are coming from. I'm gonna go save her, if there's someone to save. If you go to the tower, you could be going to your death. And if I don't go to the tower, this woman dies alone. So Ikmer is extremely torn on which way to go uh, in this in this sense. Matumbe is heading one way, and the rest of the party is going the other. But he is absolutely set on going toward the tower. He knows what he hears. Matumbe is is his closest. In the party, he he's absolutely set on on going there. I mean, Freya, you you can't be right. The, throwing your voice is ridiculous. Yes, Eclipse, uh, it happened one time, and it was uh, something weird with the room. I am absolutely positive. We, I I know it. We need to go. I'd like to sense motive. Uh, both, I would like to sense one of Freya, Matumbe, and Ikmer, because at this point, I, personally, Eclipse, have not really cared nor heard the voices coming from any distinct direction. I've been so middle ground. No, you, I mean, you would think that they, they're coming from this tower still. Freya's the only one that can notice that, so when she's right. saying that. That's what I'm saying, like, I haven't, but I have, I also, personally, Eclipse isn't, like, 100% on going one way or another, but... To me, I feel like I need a sense motive of every single one of them because 
the party splitting is never healthy, and I don't know who to trust. Okay, you can roll sense motives. Nobody has to roll to oppose. And this would be, um, so against Freya, I have 12 plus a 4 to notice if someone's under enchantment, etc. So then, for Matumbe, I have 21 plus 4 if they're under enchantment. Uh, for Ikmer, I have a 19. And then plus 4 if they're under enchantment. You think there's something off about Matumbe? I mean, there always is. <laughs> you also don't trust Freya. Fuck. <laughs> hmm. Matumbe, I don't. I don't know if this is the best idea. In fact, I don't know if any of this is really a good idea. I don't think there's anything in the trees. I do not think this is a good idea to go to the tower. This is this is definitely a trap. I I know you think it's done, but this is a trap. If it were Lyra caught in this trap in this tower, would you not want to go save her? This is somebody's daughter, perhaps somebody's wife, somebody's mother. There is a woman in this tower screaming what could be her last breaths. Yeah, I am going. Freya thinks they're in the trees. And Freya can wait in the trees if she likes to. There's something wrong. I don't trust this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to start fucking walking. Yeah. Like, it, oh, I, think, I, think some, I think somebody is in, in danger. Yep. Place it, yourselves. In, in, over here. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's kind of a circular yeah. map that is the base of this, um, this tower. Yeah. Because we were 60 feet away. So you guys are coming from your direction, Haley. Like when we saw it and stopped. So, what's happening? Ikmer and Matumbe are side by side, walking toward this tower, convinced that we we are, uh, well, weapons and shields drawn ready to defend ourselves and defend against anything that might come against it to help whoever it is that's in this tower. Okay. So as you cross the threshold of the tower, weapons drawn and ready, the harp music immediately ceases. That's a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) You see long, taut strands of shimmering silk that fill this ruined tower's interior, forming an intricate pattern running from floor to ceiling. Half a dozen large cocoon-like shapes hang from the ceiling, suspended above the tower's hard-packed dirt floor. In the far corner, between two larger chunks of rubble, a wide burrow opens into the ground. And the cocoons sway quietly up from the ceiling, web all around you. This, it's, it's different 
then the outer cap webs. This is like a silk. And then you hear a slimy sound coming from the burrow. It sounds like fluid filling and contracting from like a giant sack and it shuffles and it shuffles and you see the body of a beautiful woman rise out of this hole, this burrow naked and beckoning but you continue to hear that noise and the body of a giant maggot is attached to this woman from the waist down and it slithers its way out of the burrow oh my god and Chris did a wonderful job printing this for me that mini is disgusting Oh, look at that, guys! I mean, it looks like it looks like a fake poo, and in giant. So please place that kind of in the rest of the room here. Mm. Gonna need to finish my drink for this one. She rises to the top. Girls, please place yourselves on the map as well. We we're placed. You're placed. Okay, make we perception checks. Moved. You could almost say that she was the cream of the crop. Seventeen. Because she rose to the top. Fifteen. Eclipse, you see the one coming towards you. It stumbles on a rock. An edder cap. This is so bad. Another one. Where? Makes its way towards Freya. It came from the trees 20 feet to either side of you. And they hiss at you. And you see, similarly to the to the ones that you'd seen before, they, they look like they're, they're skilled. They have, like, armor a little bit. And one of them, now that they've noticed that you see them, fakes that feminine scream at you and does this disgusting, chittering chuckle to itself. And I need everybody, as we get into this combat, to finish their drinks, because we'll see you next week. The party split again. Here we go. They preyed on our goodwill. I knew it.